Welcome to episode nine of the Slab Podcast, where the grades matter and there are no rules. Thank you all. 1,000 views on our last podcast episode. Just so you guys know, we're going to be giving this away. I'll be announcing how we're going to do that here shortly. But just a couple quick messages. All over on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Amazon Music, Samsung Podcast. It's everywhere. So go check those out. And of course, the Instagram's linked down below. Now, spicy topics. This is how you're going to win this. So down below in the comments, go comment a spicy topic for next week. So that's how you're going to get entered. One entry per person. And we'll just do a spin wheel or something at the end of the next podcast video for the winner. It's going to be awesome. So, um, but yeah, looking forward to that. And we had a tie last week for our spicy topics between Brad G cards and of course, Professor Oak. Nobody liked mine. It was pretty much the opposite of yours. <laughs> Actually, I think it was a uh, retrospect who commented on mine saying I'm saying I was dusted and his comment got more likes than my original. comment. So. <laughs> That's the way it goes. It feels pretty bad, man. How you doing, though? You excited? I'm good. Crown Zenith giveaway. Look at this guy. That's exciting. Okay, so the Zod Hunter, Mr. Brad himself. Hmm. Double. A double one. So Dan cheated. I think we should approach this lightly. No. <laughs> so they so just for context that uh, Brad and Oak tied 15 likes a piece. So keep liking liking those comments you guys like. So shout out to Brad for uh for tying with Oak. That was pretty awesome. Um but yeah, looking forward to breaking it down a little bit here cuz if you want to give a little context behind that for some of the people that might not even know what that means. What the Dan cheated. Yeah, so let's let's dig into Brad's first like you say. So uh, last weekend, we were at ClickCon in Orlando, Florida. And Dan and Nick had different sections. I'm sure most of you are aware we've touched on it, but each had different sections. And some of us had tables within their sections um, uh, to sell card slabs, you know, pushes, whatever, whatever we had. And there was a bit of a wager between Nick and Dan who's going to sell the most gross sales uh, over the weekend. And uh, essentially, Dan had uh, a pretty big purchase, ended up flipping and, and selling some of that stuff the same day, next day, that kind of stuff. Ended up having a really fantastic weekend and just crushed it. I mean, he absolutely killed us. Um, Nick and everyone, all the superstars that were in our section uh, on the tables, I was the uh, tadpole, uh, absolutely tadpole in the in the school of whales around me. But I had fun. It was enjoyable, at least being around those people. I felt motivated and inspired by them. Sitting next to Jake Poganomics and sitting next to, you know, Zod Hunter and Vandy Pogistone. We got um, who else do we have? Palette Tan, Crystal, Nick, uh, Walrus. We, I mean, we had like who else was there? Who else was Vandy. Vandy flips. I think I said Vandy. Yeah, Vandy. Oh. I mean, every, everyone's like just fantastic, like just surrounded by absolute superstars. So for me, like the competition was pretty low on the scale of importance when I was having so much fun chatting with people, you know, at the tables, looking at my cars and my slabs, selling stuff, making fun, 
just just generally enjoying the whole experience. But uh, yeah, Nick and Dan, they had a little wager going on. Uh, Dan did fantastic. We did well, not as well as we'd hoped. Um, I think some people um, had good luck on some stuff, not so good luck on some some stuff like like you. I know you said the same thing, like some things just didn't sell just because of what you had. I, I just think it was like, uh, I don't know, circumstance or whatever. Dan had a really good um, day. But obviously, there was like a lot of factors that played into that for the section as a whole. They had different product, they had different things, different needs, you know, buyouts from whatnot sellers, that kind of stuff. There was just different things going on, very different sections, different things for sale. So for me, it was just a case of like each section had a different approach. We didn't really buy that much stuff and sell it the same day. It was like we were selling what we brought. So that was yeah. like the 70 approach the 71 approach with uh dan was like gross sales like let's take in trades let's take in um you know uh sales of ours like let's buy stuff and then sell it that kind of stuff so they just like were able to do well as a whole like so much movement in so many different directions so just just different i really i don't know if it was I hate that phrase per se that I, I hear people say it all the time nowadays. Per se wasn't cheating, <laughs> but like, I mean, really, it wasn't cheating, honestly. Um, but I, I mean, it's fun to say, right? I mean, he did, he did take a different approach to everybody else. So I guess it's it's however you view it. But I mean, what what's your thoughts? Like, what's your take on it? You were very heavily invested in the game and the sections. You've done a lot of collecticons. You've been very active with each of them. Like, yeah, I'm going to take uh, Brad's comment for what it is, and he just said straight out, <laughs> Dan cheated. Hundred uh, percent can confirm it is complete utter BS. The thing that just transpired at that collecticon. Nick by no means should be required to pay those those beers the beers out to that section. Uh, Dan went went ahead and bought what twenty thirty thousand dollars worth of booster boxes. Had a bunch of heavy packs ready to ready to sell for less than ten percent margin or whatever it is. Just just fluffing the numbers. Just just a nice little fluff fluff fluffaroo. Um, so <laughs> I'm just. I mean, I don't know how you can get any closer to cheating without actually crossing that line. So, uh, yeah, he, he fluffed the crap out of his numbers. So I, I ended up at one point, I had sent a guy that had come to me for packs. I offered him like 2,500 bucks for some raw packs. Dan ended up buying the packs for like three grand. That's the base set two guy, right? Yeah, exactly. Dan bought them for yeah. three grand. And he, in his, in his, his own recap video said he lost money on it, but he was, doing everything he could to beat Nick old school Pokemon's group. So it's a little slimy, bro. It's a little slimy. Just, just, just saying. Uh, okay. So, so, yeah. so how do we, how do we fix that next time? Is it net profit? That's too hard. Like too hard. I don't, I don't know how we get around that aspect of it. What you're just saying. Cause gross is like, I mean, it's gross. It don't matter what you spent. I, like it's, you gross. I would omit the liquid super liquid packs like that like i feel like if you're priced really good those packs are gonna fly off the shelves like it's it's like it's it's the most liquid thing you could have i would omit lots pack 
I would omit anything that wasn't brought. That's what I would omit. Yeah, yeah, but still, I would packs. say anything yeah. you bring for me, I, I would say anything goes if you bring it. If it's your stuff, it's your product, you got it, you got hands in it, you brought it, you're going to sell it there. Fair game. But uh, for, for the contest, anyway, like in that part. But um, he killed it. I'm really happy for him. I was really cool hearing, like, uh, like outside of the competition and whatever, like, that's really cool hearing someone that's full time having success like that yeah. really like on i'm smiling thinking about it like it was like motivating and inspiring to hear that someone had like a really successful weekend that does it full time and they're like have to succeed and then i'm actually pulling it off and succeeding yeah. that's pretty cool like no yeah, if i was full time and i would i would have probably just uh quit after that weekend it was pretty brutal so that transitions us into your comment, I'm sure, a little bit of the your winning tying comment. The expensive slabs or bags. Let's uh, let's let's let you unpack that a little bit, eh? How how many slabs? Let me ask you this: How many slabs did I bring? I didn't count, and I should have. I really should have counted. It's got to be seventy-five, a hundred. I'd say probably close to hundred. Yeah, I think you're probably about yeah. right. I think you're right, ballpark. I sold, I think one. Maybe two, I don't remember. Very minimal, very, very low percentage that were over a hundred dollars. How many of I mean, those were Pikachu's over a hundred dollars? All, all the ones over a hundred dollars were big. <laughs> no comment, Your Honor. <laughs> Objection. Objection. Someone back me up in the comments Objection. here. I need some spicy Pikachu comments. Come on. Who doesn't fucking love Pikachu? Guys, seriously, I had some banger Pikachu cards. Some like I mean, people were picking them up and staring at them. Like they were sitting there, standing there, just staring at these cards, holding they had to physically hold them because they were so drawn to these Pikachu's and they still didn't want to pay the money. The old maid fucking slowpoke sold before my nice Pikachu's, my Japanese PSA 10 Pikachu cards. I mean, it's just, it was like I was on a different planet. The value, the emotional connection, and the, the heartfelt value that people were putting into the cheaper cards was exponential compared to the stuff that I value and I put, you know, time grading and searching and researching and 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 you know putting all that effort into it was yeah it was um awakening almost of like why bother with expensive stuff that you hope someone needs for their collection at ebay like or this auction house or this or that like whatever like just grade stuff that people like and sell it grade it like like just get involved, do that stuff. It's real simple. Buy stuff people want, buy stuff that's selling, buy stuff that's modern, grade it, I don't know, card sleeve it, card saver want it, whatever it is, that's where money is. Like that, honestly, if you just want to make money, that's where it is. For me, the fun's not there. That's not what I'm passionate about. I, I enjoy finding the stuff that's a little bit odd, a little bit low pop, a little bit more expensive. It's just, I'm just at a different place now. I think it's just, 
I, I just get excited about the the chase part and the the more modern common stuff. It's not chasey, but it, it was very awakening knowing what did well. Plus, I mean, not not to like you know brag that I sold a lot of cheap slabs, but like you didn't sell some of you had some really nice cards there that I like couldn't take my eyes off. And they weren't selling like people. People weren't buying them, and that was like very concerning to me when I went there with the approach that like you were going to do amazing things with all these amazing cards, and like everybody else saw these amazing cards. And I saw Pokonomics sat there with all these amazing cards, and like people just weren't crazy about them. I thought they were the ones that were going to be big hitters and big sellers, you know, throughout the sections. And in reality, like. It was a lot more mismatched and hodgepodge than I thought it was going to be. But yeah. I mean, what's your take? What's what's your feelings on it? I, I'm sure you have a little bit of like feeling just because of you saying that you felt like you missed some stuff that you should have bought. But I mean, what's your thought overall? Yeah, unpack yours a little bit. The uh, the Pikachu's. I want to say like probably ninety eight point three percent of. Pikachu people don't like expensive Pikachus. Like, I feel like most people that are going to buy a mm. Pikachu slab are like, oh, there's a jungle PSA 7.3. Let me pick that thing up. The thing's beautiful. The and then they, when they see that, yeah, when they see that thing, that's yeah, $150. They're like, why the hell would I buy this one? I can get 77 other ones. The, I feel like that's most Pikachu collectors. Of course, there are the ones like yeah. you that have the the value of the, all that crazy stuff so it's just you put yourself in that little niche pocket of high-end pikachus like it's it's kind of my whole issue i had with my entire table is like a niche little pocket of expensive and yeah the cheap all the cheaper stuff i had there was 20 dollars slabs in my booth but nobody cared they wanted old made 20 dollars slabs and not psa 9 vending series 20 dollars slabs so it's just a niche <laughs> thing people didn't know um it was it was crazy to see it happening right there. Like the old maid was right there, or they had like twenty dollar vending series, and everybody wanted old maid. The Pikachu, the Chansey was much larger in those cards. It was a ten, not a nine. Why the heck would I want this this vending series card mm-hmm. when this Pokemon pops out of this card so much more? I could just hear them talking about it now. But um, but yeah, expensive cards. They were definitely a bag for me. At, I agree in that statement. For me, they were a bag at Collecticon, but the number of people wanting to buy those th- those things, like I had a few people interested in one of the black labels, and then I had people interested in my PSA 9 first edition set on Sunday, a few people. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been, it was getting interest, but no, perch- no buys. And uh, I definitely agree in the sense of Collecticon that expensive cards are bags, but in general, like the, the statement that you have it, expensive slabs are bags, Hunter could not disagree more because it's just obviously <laughs> selling selling on eBay is is king. So, like I had my uh, black label slow king uh, listed for three grand at Collecticon. The next week on eBay, I got a thirty five hundred dollar offer, and it's 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 crazy. Like the black label market's insane. Like high end stuff is it's still popping off for Pokemon. Somebody sold a black label Rocket Gang Dark Vile Plume. For three thousand dollars, of that card is like seven dollars, seven dollar card. It's yeah. crazy. So, I think it's audience, right? 
Oh yeah, because we had a, a very small audience, but a very narrow there to look for Pokemon card audience too. It's not just browsing through random auction sites, you know, or looking through this or that, or just looking at Pikachu's. Like people were there to look at slabs and look at singles, and that's what they were there and and they invested, excuse me, time and effort. Gone there, they're walking around and spend the whole day there. Some people spend the whole weekend there. Some people were there to make money, some people were there to spend money, some people were there just for the interest and the hobby. There's like a whole mix of people, but not many. So you're right. I mean, it's just down to the audience. You need to get it on auction house, you need to get it consigned, you know, you need you need to get it in those places where you're gonna get the world's eyes on it. Because um what's that phrase? It's like another man's trash is another one's treasure or whatever it is like it's just a case of yeah. like those old maids honestly if i sold them on ebay they probably would have sold for 30 35 like some of them a yeah. couple of them maybe even more but like that just wasn't the spot for it that's why i sold them so cheap i wanted to get get them out and i wanted to just provide a service for people honestly like it wasn't really making any profit on on those few that i bought that i had left you know that you know after i sold the good ones um but yeah i mean i sold a lot of 30 and 40 and 50 dollar pikachus pretty much all of them honestly more of the 40 and 50 dollar range which was weird because it was like the 30 dollar stuff kind of sold but not that much it was more the 20 and then like the 40 50 60 dollar stuff which was odd um but i sold i sold a lot of that stuff and it was kind of like those that stuff was like three, four dollar cards. And fifteen dollars gradient. I mean, it was like not crazy. I'm not making black label stonks on that. You know, I'm not making yeah. crazy like oh hundred, two hundred X profit. I'm not doing all this crazy stuff. I'm not doing like Dan's numbers, but like for someone that's just in the hobby and very humbly in the hobby, like just funding what I'm buying. I mean, I felt I felt like I won the lottery that day. Honestly, I felt really good about it. I, I invested some money into stuff and, you know, got a decent profit out of it. And uh, yeah. and now I'm able to plug that into some other stuff that I want to play around with. So, yeah, it's interesting. I, I, I do think for that area too, like not all expansive cards are about it's not all slabs i know some of the other sections some of the other people that were selling had some really good sales on some really good cards i know jake behind us uh he had some really good sales on some he had some pretty special cards honestly he had some really nice stuff so that that was cool to see him have some success with those things um you know on the on the ones that he sold but for me like maybe it's because it was pikachu how you say yeah no uh no bueno for me um, but yeah, guys, just like Josh said earlier, get your spicy comment for next week because that's going to enter your end for the uh Crown Zenith win. It's a pretty special yeah. little uh, giveaway there. Damn right. You ready to jump into ours? You want me, did I go first or you go first last time? Mm, are we doing one? Yeah, we're doing one. We so we're not gonna we can't win the ETB. But we'll okay. we'll still get a comment down there because just for old time's sake. But I definitely want to see one of us get get beat out by somebody 
And if you got a YouTube channel, don't be afraid to freaking put a spicy comment down there. If you win this, give it away. We'll love to see you give it away to your, your viewers. So pass, just pass on the, the winnings. So want to see everybody down there. Um, I'll go first, just to, just to give you some time to think about it, because I know you probably didn't plan. <laughs> uh, Yu-Gi-Oh cards, art-wise, are far superior to Pokemon. 100%. Hmm. I don't know about that. I, I hate when you say yours. I always want to respond and have a conversation about it. I have a whole time You'll waiting. Beat me and we won't talk about it again. Yeah, I guess so. Listen, we got we got to have a a, a failed comment um, discussion or something. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff that I want to talk about that we uh, we haven't touched on. Um, I think mine is is kind of similar, but not really. I think um, promos are underrated. Just general like random promos. I know we've got. Um, a lot in the past year in terms of like three pack blister type stuff and like single pack blisters and like cosmos foil cosmos foil type stuff and just generally a lot of different promos and obviously excluding special delivery like they're they're a whole different kettle of fish but um, just general promo black star promo type stuff and some of the promos from um some of the regular set card products i just think they're underrated i think that you cheap even the free gamestop ones given away like i I don't understand why that stuff is so cheap um despite like how unique it is compared to they're not an actual you know the same as a set card they are different they are separated in a way so I don't know. That's a long sentence. Sorry. I think you really broke your record for the longest comment for this spicy. That, definitely, that's like that a great effing pager. <laughs> you guys love good, it, right? They love good it. Good effing luck. Good luck. Mine was like four effing words, but that was like four effing pages. Promos are underrated. There you go. That's three oh, words. there you go. There you go. You, you're pretty, you've already covered the next episode. We're good. Like, you got another one? You might as well get, might as well get it out there. <laughs> You already covered that one. Visit cardinalgaming.com. There we go. Oh, that's a spicy topic. There you go. Let's jump into into the grading numbers for February. We are now in March, and we have Gemrate. Um, Very thankful for you pulling the numbers, and I'm not 100% sure how clean they are. I'll be honest with you. I don't trust data that I haven't um, touched myself, working with data myself uh, with the teams at work, but I trust that it's close enough. So PSA um, for TCG graded 466,000 slabs in February. It's quite a lot of slabs, uh, a lot of PSA 10s, I'm sure, out of that. It's, It's pretty... Pretty decent chunk. What's that like? 115, 120-ish, like somewhere in between there. The one teens a week slabs. Yeah. Um, I don't know if Collecticon is selling a hundred thousand slabs a week. Like, there's obviously a lot going on with uh, other places. So, just kind of primes what we were talking about in terms of like you know getting stuff to the right places. But 
Yeah, half a million slabs knocked out in February from PSA in TCG. That's not even sports. Like, that's just non-sports stuff. Um, yeah, CDC, their turnaround times have been turn, – real quick, their turnaround times have been freaking awesome. It's good to see that happening, but I've been seeing a lot of people get wrecked lately. So, good luck, yeah. everybody. Grab I'd your like ankles to... when you send those in. Yeah, and I know some people have had success, and some. Uh, I know you, you know, didn't get some of the grades that you were hoping for. There's, there's been a few. It just feels random at the moment. They feel a lot more unpredictable, more now than ever. Like it feels more unpredictable than ever. Back when the hype was crazy, and people were just sending their old stuff when they were a kid, like I couldn't understand grades being all over the place because people were just submitting anything that was like what's it basically. Um, I I could get that, yeah. but but right now, like people like yourself that like really looked and checked over and pre-graded that stuff, to be getting eights and nines in that level, like seems seems a little harsh. What you got there? What you shaking? It's a gloom. First edition gloom. Yeah. It's a what really good hit? condition card. It's a... Uh, what? This one's a six. What is a six? Yeah, I'm going to resub it to CGC. <laughs> probably It's probably an eight. Oh, okay. So, yeah. There we go. Yeah, no, it's PSA is killing it, man. They keep up what they're doing. It's going to be awesome. Quanti- quantity wise, they're killing it. I'll tell them. Let's say that they're doing half, half a million slabs. They're killing it. I mean, <laughs> the other thing is, though, like they do have three locations now, right? They sent up their third. So, Wisconsin, Wisconsin. Yeah. And then I think the... and then Cali and then. New Jersey or something. Yeah, I don't remember where in Jersey it is. I don't remember. I'm bad at the town names, but yeah, the generally like the there's there's three locations. I think one of them is doing a lot of like Funko Pop type stuff. But regardless, like they have a lot of expenses, I would imagine. Like they have a really big team, a lot of marketing. You know, there's just just a lot going on there. So half a million probably is warranted for how much they how much they actually need. CGC is like very low scale for knocking. They knocked out 101,000 um, slabs, uh, TCG slabs in in February for the for the small scale that they what seems like a small scale in you know in Florida in a small town in Florida to be knocking that out seems pretty impressive when you look at that compared to PSA knocking out 466. Um, I mean, it's, it's interesting. I, I got to be honest with you. I, I, I can't imagine their expenses are anywhere near what PSAs are. Um, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't they're, know if they're doing it. Matt, you've been there, right? Yeah, it's crazy. They're doing it all out of their one little building. Like when I went there, it's it's small. One every every portion is in one little section of the building, and it's really cool to see it. Um, but yeah, it's hundred one thousand. It's nothing to shake a stick at. I, they're they're pumping it out like that's that's awesome to see so they're on track if you look at that projected 12 months 1.2 million cards for for the year it's a lot of freaking cards that's what a is, lot. that's awesome way way more than bgs what is the value 
like cheap submission prices? Is it fifteen still for CUC? With the highest membership, it's like thirteen fifty or something like that. Okay, and discounted membership. Another fifteen for subgrades if you wanted subgrades. Yeah, you only do that for like really high end cards, or if you're trying to trying to get the best possible grade and play the subgrade game for damage so, cards with dings. Say, say thirteen, say thirteen bucks. Like bare bones, flat minimum. That's absolute lowest in gross. That's one point three million in sales for a month, which. I mean, it's, it's a lot of money. That's that's pretty cool to like see the, them them doing that well. Like the plastic doesn't cost that much. It's the labor, obviously, is intensive. Um, yeah, some of the software stuff, I'm sure, takes a lot of upkeep. You know, with their IT guys and the developers, whatever. But like, I'm sure they're making a profit. Like, prof, profit percentage wise against the the net versus gross, like. I would imagine it's pretty good when you're looking at that compared to PSA. Yeah. And the um, CSGs, the sports grading guys are like all in this under the same building. They're all like, like Tom who's grading the sports cards is like 10 feet away from like the trading card guy. So they, it's all going to the same bottom line. Uh, same thing for PSA, but I'm sure that's maybe a little bit more separated. I've never seen it or seen a, a video on it, how their setup is, but um, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. They're pretty efficient. I did pull the numbers, but for some reason it's not showing. For which one? BGS? For CSG. Um, oh, no, wait, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not important. but um, Yeah, BGS, uh, they knocked out 30,000. <laughs> For TCG, so that's definitely the people sending like label hopeful candidates, I guess, for TCG. You know, possible. I would imagine at thirty grand, probably a thousand of them were Umbreons. Like, let's get real. Like people <laughs> trying to get uh, black label Umbreons. I, I can't. I can't really picture how many different cards are special enough to really make big money in a black label. Um, but then, like you say, there's there is some cards that kind of might catch you off guard, and just because they are a black label and it's the only one, maybe they will do well. Maybe they'll sell for two or three grand. So it seems they're still doing some thirty grand, um, thirty thousand in um, TCG seems pretty low in comparison to the other ones. But it's that's still a lot of slabs, you know, especially if there's a, a, a decent chunk of black labels in there. Um, I'd imagine yeah. there's probably a few hundred out of that. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, and uh, I'm just for talk a little bit, Squeaks Game World tonight went, did a small little live stream on a Beckett return, and he had a few black labels, and he had played the game a little bit with a Lugia V-Star, which is like a, whatever, $10, $15 card raw, mm-hmm. and he sent three of them in. One of them, two of them got 9.5s. Those ones are like break-evens, whatever. One of them hit a black label, and he had said he sent, sent like a fourth card over to PSA. So he's got the PSA 10 that sold for like 100 bucks, the black label, and the 295s. And let me tell you, that black label is probably going to sell for a black label Lugia. What would you – I would think that thing could get almost $1,000. Yeah, I don't – so I like honestly stupid. wouldn't – I honestly wouldn't doubt it hitting a minimum of $1,000. 
I mean, you know, really it's scary. a Lugia black label. It's yeah, it's not a it's not an alt art. An alt art would be way dumber money than that. But people love Lugia. Some yeah. people like really freaking love Lugia. It's got a huge fan base, absolutely massive. Very close to Charizard. Honestly, there's a lot of people that love Charizard and, uh, and Lugia is, is a very close one, especially for a lot of the people in the game, you know, that play the games. So, um, yeah, yeah so, I, I get, I can see it. Well. I'm very intrigued to see what, what happens with that. Yeah, I think Beckett is now becoming more of a play in the last month of people submitting because I think their rate's really low where they did a special. I can't even remember, but it was cheap. And it's still, people it's were. On, yeah. Yeah, so it's being able like that's a huge play. Like he submitted the one, got a PSA ten, whatever hundred dollar card, but sending three cards and hitting one black label. Like if you could do that, like and with any consistency, good luck. It's Beckett, and it's kind of random, but if you yeah. can do that, that's a play. That's that's a lot of money you can rake in on those black labels. It looks like they're about um, a, a nine-week turnaround at the moment. Um, I saw someone talking in Discord earlier that they are shipping back, kind of completing orders from the first week of December currently. Um, nice. Which actually that wouldn't that wouldn't be nine weeks, would it? Because we're in March now, so that would be four, eight, twelve, thirteen-ish weeks actually. So much more time than um, PSA, and definitely more time than CDC, but. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to hit just that one black label out of your submission, I mean, you could wait yeah. a year. Like, honestly. Yeah, I mean, still, it's, it's better than money. their old turnaround times that were, like, almost two years, I'm sure, when, and you wouldn't get any updates on your cards coming back. And <laughs> Yeah, they were in a pretty bad that. spot. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so that's, that's interesting. Um What's cool too, I, I actually really like seeing this uh, SGC graded 13,000 in um, TCG and non, non-sport stuff. SGC's got a cool slab. I mean, the tuxedo looks cool. It looks nice. There's some, I think that Lugia that you're talking about, I think that would look really nice in, in an SGC slab with the uh, tuxedo with, with the black background. There's a few Team Rocket cards um, that I can think of that I think would look good with a with a black background. Yeah, it's kind of like that dark, different feel. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. The first slab I sold at Collecticon was in a SGC slab, and it was it was a Yu-Gi-Oh card. The mm. liquid cards in SGC slabs with good grades sell decent. It's got to be a liquidish card, um, of course. You don't want to. Neat, put another niche thing on top of a already niche card. Like you don't want to grade vending series with that and get a nine five. Good luck selling that thing in the next seven years. But yeah, uh, yeah. you could do liquid cards in there, and it seemed to be pretty. From my experience, is pretty generous on TCG grading as well. So it's, I like them for sure. How many times have you submitted until now? Is it two or three? Probably like four or five. Oh, and I know I've seen a couple of your returns. It's been, I know it's been more than one. So that's, yeah, I mean, that's first-hand experience there that you can say that. 13,000 is nothing. Like, there's got to be some some real gems in there. There's got to be some really nice cards that, like, are just not selling for what they should be in, in some of those slabs. Yeah. 
I'm almost shocked at how high that number is compared to CGC. Yeah. It's a tenth, literally a tenth. They're doing a tenth of business, but they I feel like they don't do any marketing pushing for grading non-sports cards. They just do it by word of mouth mm-hmm. more so. I know the SGC CEO just created his Instagram recently, so he hadn't even <laughs> – like you, like you see all these other guys from CGC and and WADA all over IG, and this guy just just created it, so he's just now getting into the whatever uh, talking with collectors and stuff like that. So that'll help them, but it's crazy they're already that high uh, in not doing the marketing for non sports. Really, it's pretty crazy. And then that's all CGC does is non sports. So, so do you think a, a chunk of that is maybe sports people? dabbling in non-sports yeah definitely yeah they they sgc is one of the most because they're huge in the trading companies for sports cards right yeah they they the mickey mantle that sold for 12.6 million was an sgc slab the honus wagner that sold for 7 million was an sgc slab they have like two of the top three sales ever for sports cards in their slab so they're yeah. reputable. They're they've been there. Sports cards people trust them. So yeah, I feel they're, like there's got to be a certain element, a certain element there of I don't know, like a play, a chance. Like you know, I'm going to rip some packs. I'm going to buy this. I'm just going to I'm just going to have a go at the non-sports stuff, maybe, um, and some success there. I don't know. It's it's interesting. We could speculate all day, I guess. Um, yeah. what do you think on getting out of the numbers? What are you thinking on the CGC? Um, or whoever's going to do it? I, I don't, I'm not really up to speed on what's going on there, but moving from VHS to CD, record, vinyl, five inch, like I don't know, like mini disc. There's a million different music grading things. Yeah, what's your thoughts there? Yeah, so did you hear there's a, there's a music grading company? You heard that or no? And I heard that um, I think we talked about it. Steve Aoki is part. Yep, Steve, yep. Setting something up, right? Yep, Steve Aoki started. So yeah, it's kind of what I want to talk about. Steve Aoki started his own grading company. At, I want to say it might be related to VGA. Um, inside of the VGA umbrella, VGA does the video games, video uh, video grading authority or video game authority or something like that. They're called but they have VHS. They have a whole bunch of things. The label looks really similar to the VGA labels. Um, and it's got a similar acronym. Of course, it's got the three letter acronym, but I think there's a G in the middle, but it's cool seeing that there are, they are grading vinyl records. They're grading CDs. They're grading eight tracks, cassette tapes, like something I had talked about and everybody surely has in the last couple of years. Like, why the hell aren't we doing this? We're doing comics. We're doing cars. We're doing all this other crap, video games. Like literally it's just, it's might as well be the same thing as grading a video game. Cause you have nostalgia for the cover art and you can, you see all the track list on the back and stuff like that. So why not do that? Like all these vintage albums, of course, like what they should be encapsulated. Who's going to want to rip open an old Michael Jackson thriller record and, throw it on the because it sounds way better coming fresh out of the yeah right dude like but it sounds it sounds sick i i definitely am going to be grading something um probably cds because that's that's my nostalgia kick is the cds vintage cds from oh, 1990s yeah. 
vintage. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it would be cool having like some Eminem CDs from back in the day and stuff like that. What about you? I mean, there's a lot of emotional connection to music, right? People like there's a lot of like moments in your life and relationships and like periods of time that you can relate music to when you hear a, hear a certain song you think of like that time or that breakup or that relationship or that car ride or that job or i don't know whatever it is like i, I remember my first C, my first non-pirate my first legitimate cd that wasn't burned um was linkin park their their hybrid theory album and i played that thing it was summer, and I just remember playing it over and over and over. And I, sat <laughs> I had my window open. I sat by my window just listening to Linkin Park, just learning the, the words. To, there's a couple of songs in there that I hadn't heard before from their singles. They hadn't, they hadn't released the singles. So when I heard the album, I was like, I don't know what this song is, but this is awesome. I need to learn the, the, the lyrics to it. So, yeah, I was learning lyrics. I was singing along. It was just it was just amazing. Like it's just a, a cool time in your life. So just like you say, you know, to, to have, to go back to that nostalgia of that vintage CD. Um, I mean, I'd, I'd probably pay more than what the CDs worth, honestly, like just, just have that just as a, a cool little kick, like a little thing. I'll throw back to it. I can't be the only person feeling like that. I, I yeah. can't. There's gotta be a lot of other people and it's, I think that's part of why COVID brought out a lot of that of us, you know, the being at home and wanting to throw back to some simpler, more fun, positive times, some some moments in our life that like we can reflect on and play Pokemon again, play with the Pokemon cards again, play games again, listen to music. I mean, whatever it is, this feels like a natural progression to lead back to that. Like that's the next step. People have already done all those things that we've been playing with the past couple of years. Maybe yeah. not CDs and cassettes that you're talking about. Maybe that is the, the, the organic next next step almost, even though it's not organic. Yeah, and it would be cool just like, I don't know, like I'm thinking like down the road. Like, like you got it encapsulated. You got the CDs, whatever it is, three CDs. They bring you back to your childhood, and now your your granddaughter, your your daughter walks into your office. She's like, "Dad, what is that? Like, what's on your?" Then you could grab it, you could set it there, she could see it, and then she could she could just read like, "Oh man, these are the names of these songs. Let me listen to this. Let me check this out." Like, she can't really do that. Listen, like she could go on my Spotify and listen to my playlist, but that'll never happen. I feel like I feel like that would be maybe a little bit more of a chance like that that'd be pretty cool it'd be cool to be able to sit there have the album so she could see the cover art see what a cd freaking looks like because they not gonna know what that is it's gonna be wild and uh it'll be really cool i feel like there'll be even talking about some of these great the games like just i could pull up an emulator and we could play it and be like yeah this is the game i grew up on and it'll be i don't know we're, we're gonna be a bunch of crazy old men is what's gonna end up happening <laughs> You know what I just thought of as you were saying that? Oh my god, I can't believe I just thought about this. What if with the QR code or the cert number or whatever, it actually took you to that game or to that soundtrack like on their software or on YouTube or something? Like it literally took you to it so you could see and experience 
what that yeah. certification number and the actual item was connected to. That'd be cool. Like you say, she walks in, oh, you want to listen to it? Get your hologram phone out in 2040 and like do a little click and then yeah. boom, suddenly like you're listening to that music in your brain microchip or whatever. Like, you know, it's that's a obviously very far-fetched, but like they could, like they, yeah. they could link it to the music. I mean, it's out there, like whether it's paid or free, I'm sure there's some, some service that, that that could connect to. Yeah, link them to like the YouTube Vivo account, the main channel for their music yeah. drops. Collaboration there. Yeah. I mean, there you go, Steve. Hope you listen to this. You're welcome, bro. Bro, <laughs> that one for free. Yeah, no, that'd be yeah. that's it's uh, I'm excited for it. That'll be pretty cool. I definitely need to get it going soon because I feel like it's going to get a lot of buyouts probably happening already on eBay and I'm, I'm already lacking so. I, honestly, I think nothing but positive. I just don't. I don't. I don't think there's a downside to it. You know, other than people getting wrecked on like fakes and fake seals and whatever. Like, there's obviously like damaged stuff, getting bad grades, whatever. But like the actual heart and the root of it, it's a, a very positive, cool thing to like to to think of. Honestly, I, I love the. I think you said then. In the Discord that you used to vibe to the Wiggles, right? So maybe I'll get you that for uh, Christmas or something, like a Fucking graded Wiggles. Wiggles album. Oh my god, that was the, the <laughs> Coco Melon. Coco Melon. Oh god. The, oh. Get you a graded Coco album, Coco Melon album. Oh, I can like physically feel it in my bones right now. COVID plus one year old, two year old, like. You know, you are your your kids the same age as mine. Yeah, that was tough. That was uh, oof. yeah, the Wiggles. That channel's doing well. Cocomel is doing well. Oh my god, they got products everywhere. They're all over Walmart. I mean, they're, they're yeah, phenomenal. They're in like seven different languages. They they killing it. They're doing great. Let's move on yeah. from that. I feel sick. Yeah, no, I'll I'll kick us off in this next one. So I wanted to. I wrote down this topic I want to talk about because I've been seeing a bunch of leaks about the uh, the new Triple Beat set coming out. The uh, Scarlet mm-hmm. and Violet looks freaking dope. Obviously, if the they're doing a great job making all these cards. It's been continuing for a long time. Um, for the past few sets, it's been freaking phenomenal. The the amount of art coming out, and it kind of plays back to my comment earlier. Not going to talk about the Yu Gi Oh much or why it's superior, but um it's it's getting tougher they're getting better it's getting way better it's it seems to be just it's crazy like the magic carp there's a magic carp card that uh an artist alternative rare or whatever it's called it just the thing w- looked like a freaking thing of beauty it was badass so um the modern cards like i saw gem mint pokemon open modern pokey chloe some uh what uh, one of her uh, packs from her channel and he ripped open a uh, radiant steelix and he was the happiest kid in the candy store because he <laughs> thought the card looked freaking dope like they're they're sucking in these old collectors man i'm telling you it's, it's when they start doing these canto region gen 2 gen 3s like i'm a sucker for amazing rares and like the radiant cards i like that older style not the full-blown crazy arts but i do full like that magic carbs freaking nuts there's a lot of freaking crazy stuff coming out and it's like the umbria the mum whatever it is the 
Moonbrion card. It's 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 kind of mad to me. Like the picture itself. Like who? I don't know. I feel I feel like I've seen it enough. I've seen enough people paint it in way too many different medias, and I don't know. It's almost getting burnt out for me. But uh, the, a lot of the stuff's really cool. It's crazy. What do you think? You, I have a question before I give my take on it. You uh, mentioned Tauros too, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. That card. Awesome card. Yeah. I mean, it just reminded me of like Shaman toilet paper, honestly. I, I That might be the spicy topic of the night. I thought that card was absolute garbage. Honestly, that I don't want to sound brutal, but like that Tauros for me, I was like, what? <laughs> like, does anyone else see this? Like, what? is it just me? Damn. But the Magic Orb, bro, that was special. I mean, I, I don't know if I have the right words for that card. That card is, it was special. That that all work is. The I think when something is so intricate. I think that's what it is. You can tell there's been so much effort and time put into that card artwork. That artist genuinely cared about making it look special and it paid off. Like it it yeah. it was it was real deal. Um and that next to the Toros, I mean, it's embarrassing, honestly, for the Tor if I was Toros, I'd be kicking my hooves. I'd be I'd be pretty mad about it. Honestly. I was a fan of it. I liked it. It uh, yeah. took me mm -hmm. back to Safari Zone, and it was cool. Was the whole herd, and it was no, all right, next subject, dumpster. No, but yeah, no, <laughs> that, that card for me, that card was a vibe. I definitely am. It's pretty cool, man. I don't know. You're you're smoking dust. Maybe I'm sure they're gonna come at me. I'm I'm sure it's just me. I, I feel like it was just me when everyone was talking about it. Like it's cool, but like. I can't feel anything when I've just seen that magic orb. Like, how can I be impressed by that Taurus? Well, I'm looking at magic orb and I'm like, "Holy shit, this thing is mind blowing!" And then the yeah. the Taurus, like a bit of a sunset or whatever it is, like, yeah, I don't know. Did but, you see they announced? Go ahead. I was just gonna say, I think you're right though. Like, they are better and better and better, and they continuously keep improving doing different things and slightly different styles like you say the the double did that amazing res and they did this they did that like you've got radiant not some nice cool cards there's a few things that they're playing around with and those special artworks they're really standing out every single set like they really are they're yeah. knocking the ball out of the park for sure i, I really do agree with you yeah, I was going to say, did you see the uh, they announced, I think, today or yesterday? Today we're recording Tuesday the 7th, but um, they announced the, like, the pack breakdown. They keep saying three hollows per pack, and you're actually going to get mm. two reverses and a hollow now and uh, in each pack, which is – I don't hate it. I, I'm not it, – it'll be nice that people that want to collect uh, reverse sets are going to have a lot better opportunity to do so now. It'll make that – more possible than before. Well, I I think something is going to fall in place of one of the reverses, right? Whether it's an altar or... It can. It like, does not yeah. every time, though. 
not every time, but like, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you open a box, you're not going to have two in every single pack, like two reverses. They're all going to be some. Yeah. So it's like, am I going to get a reverse or am I going to get like this special train? Or am I going to get a special or am I going to get a special whatever it is that's happening? I don't think I fully know what it what it could be. Yet. I don't think anyone really does, but um, I kind of like that because you're going to get that and you're still going to get your reverse. Yeah. If uh, providing yeah. it's going out how I'm thinking, like you're still going to get reverse too, and you're hollow. So you you're like not just looking for one thing that's cool, not just one like nice card in the pack. Like I've had packs where I haven't had a reverse or a hollow or an R or anything. Like it, and it's like you can just kind of feel a bit crap. Like it's five bucks down the drain. Like it's like yeah. sometimes. I know some of the artworks nice on some of the commons, but like generally those packs, you've already pulled those cards, like the, the commons that are in it. It's not like it's some common that you were waiting for and trying to get. You know, it's I don't know. I, I do I do like the idea of this having a little bit more flash and color and a little bit more of like something in there. I think what's really gonna set it apart if if they put the effort in is how many cards are going to be in the set and how many are going to be special old arts, how many are going to be hollows, how many are going to, I mean, probably everything's probably going to be a reverse in terms of, you know, um, yeah. the reverse part is probably going to be similar in that style, but I mean, is there a trainer gallery that's going to have 50 trainer gallery cards in there? Is it going to be like five? Like, I don't know. It's going to be what is the chase? Not just necessarily what's possibly in the packs, but like how realistic is it to get it? That's uh, that's going to dictate the mentality behind opening those packs. I think, like what what's going to happen? I'm excited about it though. Like I want to open some, legit. Yeah, like, I think I'm excited too. Yeah, no, it'll be awesome in a sense, but I also a little bit of fear because Yu-Gi-Oh's done that, and you get a hollow in every pack, and you almost get numb to it. You're just like, oh, it's another, it's another V. Oh, another V. Oh, another V. Like you just keep getting garbage hollows in every pack now. And it just, they feel that much worse because you get them all the time instead of just infrequently. I don't know. I, I was really curious to see how it'll play out for Pokemon because, like I said, Yu Gi Oh's doing it. And you could get a binder of hollow cards that's this thick from Yu Gi Oh! And the thing could be worth $40 because there is some absolute trash hollows. But oh. there isn't species collectors in Yu-Gi-Oh! There are in Pokemon, so it's a completely different game. Um, Pokemon carries the torch on that one, and it always will. So, no, it'll would be it, it'll probably be great things. Wouldn't you much rather have, like, a V or, like, something with a little bit of flash of color than a non-hollow yeah. rare, though? Yeah, I do. Yeah, for sure. I, mean, I think Pokemon's going to be a lot different than Yu-Gi-Oh! in that it, sense. It, even if it's worth nothing, like just regardless of value, I think it would look nicer and cooler. Like more, more often than not, a full art card looks a little bit better than a than a non-holo. I, I agree. I do agree, but I think the issue is like in the Yu-Gi-Oh side where it feels bad is that okay, I got all these hollows, and now why is this hollow a hundred dollars more than the other ones? They kind of don't look that different. Like it's. You, Why you're is getting it? numb. 
it's basically in Yu-Gi-Oh! It's just playability. It's it's not about appearance mm. at all, or or the pull rate does play a little bit into it, but it's more it's all playability. Um, can so you use that's, it? That's for the game basically. exactly. So you can you have gorgeous cards in Yu-Gi-Oh! that have never even touched a deck because they're absolute trash, literally dating back to the beginning of the game. So, um, yeah, it's it's completely different. But I do I, like myself having opened Yu-Gi-Oh! packs. It's already just feels bad because you pull these ultra rares. You're like, oh, is this good? You look it up. Oh, that's ten cents. That sucks. So it's just <laughs> like I don't know. It'll be curious to see how it develops, and it'll be. I'm sure it'll be it'll be great for whatnot streamers. Like, oh, you got a hit. Oh, you got a hit. Oh, you got a hit. (laughs) (laughs) You don't miss. You don't miss. That'll be perfect. I didn't think about that. (laughs) I mean, it would be fun live streaming. Like, oh, like, where you go? Yeah, you go. Yeah, another one. Pretty much, just just hits all around. That is funny. I did. I I opened. I I feel like I sent you a picture. I got like I pulled a some kind of dragon from a Yu-Gi-Oh pack and I, I looked it up and it was I mean it was worth nothing but I'm like looking at it and I'm like this should be worth something this is like looks like a pretty special co- visually it looks like a really special card yeah it looks uh, fantastic yeah, that's, that's their problem I put it in my binder <laughs> it's, in my, it's literally in my binder I was like this thing's amazing I have the only Yu-Gi-Oh card I have in my binder and it's like worthless because it looks yeah. amazing yeah that's crazy yeah, it's, yeah, it is. It's bizarre. I can blow your mind. Yeah, I mean, the the other thing with Yu-Gi-Oh is that it has been going a long time doing that too, right? Like that's not a current thing that like just started like Pokemon. So there's, it's going to take a little bit of getting used to on the Pokemon side. I think I think there's going to be a little bit of like I don't know turbulence, I guess, yeah. with it when it first starts. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I wanted to mention also the uh, creatures had created their Instagram dedicated dedicated to just like showing off the art of their cards. They basically were posting cards mm-hmm. on their Instagram, removing all the text and everything from the cards. You could see the full art of the picture. Um, that was created, I think, in January. And it's almost 30,000 people following. So I'll link it down below in the description if anybody wants to go check that out. Highly recommend it. Pretty cool stuff. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Again, you talk about special artworks and some uh, pretty special stuff there. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I know that we so, filmed right after the eBay Live with Football P. I know you wanted to talk about that. Um, yeah. I didn't watch it. Yeah. We I got wrapped up with the kids. Did you? Yeah, I watched probably the first 10, 15 minutes. I uh, was curious to see what it was about. So those of you that don't know, uh, eBay is doing live streams. Like they're trying to get into the, like the whatnot type things, but it's not the same. And so far, it's, it hasn't been the same. But this basically was a live stream like QVC. If you don't know what that is, look it up. It's uh, basically the one lady from uh, Shark Tank is part of QVC. And basically, you would go on to QVC post your products like you'd be on a stage showing off your products why your products are so nice there would be links down below in the description so you can click on it and go buy it now because these people are shilling their balls off selling it that was basically what was happening so uh scott p football pete was up on stage with another gentleman and they had these booster boxes or they had pictures of booster boxes talking about them 
um, the pre-release of Scarlet and Violet, the ETBs, and they sharded the bet on at the first. Like they literally, they were like, "Hey, you can click the link below and buy a case or a pre pre buy a case of Scarlet and Violet." So if you click that link, you and then it would take you to eBay, and you'd go and you would fill out the cart. The maximum they allowed you to put was five. So you couldn't even buy a case. Everyone in the comments was like, hey, you messed up. You can't buy, you can't add six. Like they literally messed up their their ad on eBay and only put it for five. It's fixed now. If you go to buy it, you can get six or so you can get a whole case. I was literally ready to buy at their price of 119 for per per box, but it would only allow me to select five. So they literally crapped the bed on the first ever TCG eBay, eBay Live. And it was it was I was like, wow. feels bad, dude. I literally was going to buy it. I was like, I'm not going to buy five boxes. It was freaking pointless. It would not let me select six. But um, but yeah, it was basically just them. Nothing like whatnot in the sense that they were just posting an item, talking about it, what's in it, different stuff like that. The guy, Scott, who goes, is his account is Pete Football Pete, um, talking a little bit about the supply, and de- supply of Pokemon cards, the demand. He's not going to see reprints till like May, and it's going to be freaking insane if that's the case. Sounds like it is if it's coming from him. Mm. Um, it's going to be a wild ride, man. But uh, it was really cool. I I can't wait to see it expand a little bit more and more people able to do it. And right now it seems to be eBay selects a couple people. They do it live. It's definitely not open to the public by any means, but it's cool to see it developing. Hmm. So, how many do you think he nothing. sold? Oh God, there was ten, there was over ten thousand. I screenshot it. Over ten thousand people were watching it at one point. I'm like, and I got oh, off God. after like ten minutes, fifteen minutes. Like I said, hmm. ten thousand effing people. Look, can you imagine a whatnot stream with ten thousand people in it? I mean, I'm over. just like it'd be a oh. wrap. Well, all I'm thinking is like, I know you're saying the shit, the bet on the case is like for us that knows what a case is and know, like, we even know that there's six to a case, right? I would imagine yeah. 99% of Pokemon people don't even know that six, six boxes are to a case. Like, people just yeah. don't spend that kind of money on that stuff. So, like, maybe they buy them one, maybe two, that kind of stuff. I can't help but yep. think that, that, like, he still probably fucking crushed it. Oh, oh <laughs> like he, he still probably it, made yeah. like crazy money that day for what an hour. I mean, how long did it last? It was like an hour or so, right? I don't think it was like anything yeah. crazy. Yeah, and then when I checked, whatever it was, forty-eight hours ago, the listing was still up, so you could still pre-order from them. So, how many freaking boxes are these guys getting? It's absolutely insane. It's literally like a distribution company. How many boxes they get? Like, at what point are you considered distribution for how many? quantity you're selling and it's literally just he, the dude said he's in talks with pokemon for how much quantity he's doing like it's kind of weird um did you see that blurb about it about what ebay's blurb about him did you see the the no. written thing they did they wrote on uh the ebay ad about the live that he is the number one don't quote me on this, like the number one collectibles seller on eBay, like the highest volume or whatever. 
basically said like he sells more fucking collectible shit than anybody else on eBay, which like is believable. Like I bought stuff from him two, three years ago, you know, when he was selling ATBs. Yeah. Like I, I remember before, you know, got other places to buy it. But um, yeah, he he's definitely like got big volume. So if you're going to get anyone on there to do that, I mean, get that guy. Like you'd get the one that makes the most sales for you. He brings in the people. He has the most repetitive business or best prices or whatever it is, whatever angle he's got. He's clearly yeah. got good prices because every time you search for something like nine times out of 10, he's the lowest. Like he, he does have good prices. So yeah, I, I think that's cool. I, I would imagine there was some success there. That's really dumb that there wasn't the six box option though because having a sealed case, I mean, not just for us, but like for them. Like surely just sticking a sticker oh, on it, yeah. like it not even yeah, have messed to up. open it. Like just stick a sticker on it, get straight back out. You don't even need to touch anything. Like it just seems like such a rookie mistake. So rookie, yeah. Right, it's definitely a mistake. Because in their live, they are saying go, but you can if you go fill it out to six, you can get a full case. But it was not an option. They literally, oh, they literally the said. Thing. Order six. They said it. Yeah, they said it should be six. Go oh click it, and then they saw the comments. Like, the comments were going like, "Hey, dude, it can only do five. I can only do five. They're like, "No, you're good. Get six. You could like if the listing was jacked. <laughs> That's embarrassing. I'd be embarrassed. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, wait a wait. Yeah. I mean, they still made a killing. I'm sure. Like ten thousand plus live viewers. That's insane. Like, <laughs> could you imagine? Yeah, I can't imagine those 10,000 were people that just happened to stumble on eBay at that time. Like, it was probably people that were drawn to that specific eBay Live because they've, like, they're targeted with their SEO type stuff. Like, they're only going to plug that to you if you've bought or sold collectibles, right? I would imagine, like, that kind of stuff. They're not yeah. probably flogging eBay Live links to people that are on there trying to find a new washer for their garbage disposal they're not trying to get you to join that live right it's very targeted for the millions of people that are using it Ten thousand is well but they're the ten thousand that are probably the most likely to purchase so i'd really like to know i'd be curious on what their sales were that day like how how much of an effect that live had and the days after it probably trickled down a little bit but still i would imagine it was pretty special day for him it's probably a pretty yeah. special day. I wonder if they can do auction style lives. Like I was thinking like Probstein or ZNG Emporium or Rusty TCA Gaming, any of those guys. Mm. Um, it'd be interesting it, how that would work. Because I, I like a picture as whatnot, but it would not be probably a whatnot style because you would just be working off the current listings that are on auction so I don't know if you'd just be sharing your screen, talking about the item that's up on the block or what's being auctioned, but I would like to see a live auction on eBay Live. That'd be cool. I think they'd only entertain something close to that if it was from their vault. I think I think eBay are pretty selfish generally when other people offer the same products, like the same kind of services. I, I, w- I would imagine they would maybe do something to like market stuff from their vault where they have like a decent um, 
uh, like a, what do you call it? Like a, a decent markup or whatever. You know, they're getting the most profit from um, from that kind of stuff. They've been pushing it. I mean, I keep getting ads and stuff asking me to send things to Vault. Yeah. No, yeah, I agree. But I, I think the because like the way they allowed P Football Pete to do it, nothing's in the vault. Um, they're getting whatever their whatever percentage they get from P Football Pete, like point oh seven or whatever it probably is. Um, I feel like it would be the same for props. Rist, it would just Rist, be Rusty has a contract with them for the vault. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It's got to happen sometime. I'm sure it might have already happened for a different uh, genre of maybe watches or shoes or mm. something else that's already had Nebay Live. I haven't watched too many of them, but I'll definitely be keeping an eye out. Yeah, sneakers are a really big thing. Um, I know there's a big fan base and a lot of big numbers flying around with some of those uh, sneakers, especially some of the older stuff, you know, the more rare stuff to get. So, yeah, who knows? I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting. They've they've got a lot of assets, a lot of money, a lot of people. They've got a lot of things at their disposal to like play around with that stuff. Like even if they don't take it serious, like they could just try it. Like and not really lose out too much money. They make so much money. Yeah. E- eBay is so so profitable. It's unreal. I think they're doing all right. That's for sure. You uh, did you get any of the uh, illustration codes for the the new boys? I did not. I messed up, and I wanted that Bulbasaur so bad. It's so cute. I messed up. It's like the it's like the first time that I haven't jumped into one of those and got involved in it. Did you? Did you get involved? I got codes. I got it. Well, you get one code, and then you'll get the pack of three illustrator cards. Mm. So yeah, I, I haven't purchased or used my code yet, but it's gonna happen sometime. You gotta spend thirty dollars versus whatever the special delivery charge card was. What 20? 20. 20, yeah. 20. yeah, so you gotta spend thirty for these things, which is bullshit. Mm. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll claim my free prize, which will be pretty cool. Found out today my son's favorite Pokemon's Bulbasaur. Apparently, pretty random. He's an OG. Yeah, I guess so. So there's, there's still, I don't know. He loves dinosaurs, Bulbasaur, dinosaur. I don't know. It's that's probably a that. stick, but just, yeah. just yeah, just run with it. As long as it's not saying Greninja or like Fue Coco or whatever. Fue Coco. <laughs> Quaxly. Is that... Flex. Flexly. Yep. I kind of, <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like Quaxly. I can see why Dan likes it. There is something a little like. Um, I don't know. He's got like a little attitude. Like it's like funny to think of, but uh, he also is like the fifth duck. Like, how many ducks do we need in Pokemon? Seven. Do we need a fifth? Do we need a fifth duck? Do we need seven? We need okay. A couple more. We got a couple more. Uh, a couple more generations to go. We can add another. Any? Uh, we'll do Blacksley and Slacksley in the next. The next two ones. We'll see. We'll throw up a couple. Of, we'll, we'll, we'll throw. We'll, we'll throw Fug Coco and Big Big Bobo yeah. and I don't know whatever. We'll make some other variations of the starters and we'll just keep. We'll just keep rolling with ducks and crocodile type stuff and 
cats. There's a million cats. Penguins. I don't know why. Oh my god, There's so much repetitiveness. I'm just glad they're not making more like ice creams and cups of tea because like that that was too. Oh my god, I nearly said over. I nearly said far fetched then, but far fetched is a poem on, so that would have sounded dumb. <laughs> yeah, there's. No. Uh, I, I still think there's room for. For, for some things that I haven't seen. I thought of a couple the other day. I think I was talking about it in Discord, and I was like, why, why haven't they made this a poem one yet? But I forgot what it was. Hmm. I don't remember. Tell you. There's, there's still a few we haven't done. Um, I saw a... We've got to talk about this real quick. There's absolutely nothing to do with slabs, but um, I didn't realize Pikachu is based on an actual animal. I don't know if you know this Which already. One? The mouse there's Pokemon. An a, there's an animal. It's called mouse Pokemon, but it's based on an actual animal called. It's like a. What's it called? Oh my god, I forgot what it's called. It was like a Minka Chew or something. It was literally it literally has a chew at the end, and it's a real animal. And I was like, this ain't real. Like, there's no way this is real. And then I like watched this whole video about it. You're looking it up. It was yep. like Minkachu or Mikachu or something. I was like, hold up. Whoa, 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 whoa. Like yeah, seriously. Smoking dust. No, I, I'm not I'm not kidding. I watched I watched this whole episode about it and I couldn't take my You're eyes on off. 4chan. It. <laughs> I swear it's it, I swear it began with an M. Did you find it? I don't know if this is what I'm looking at here. I said, what is Pikachu based off of here? Let me. Uh... Let's do this. Let's present my screen. Pull this bad boy up. Is it one of these? Yes. I mean, obviously, it's not actually yellow. I guess someone's edited it, but. <laughs> What's that's, it called? That's, this is where you're talking. It's it's a it's called a bunny rabbit. No. <laughs> no, it's an M. It begins with an M, and it has a chew at the end. I'm terrified to click on any of these. <laughs> oh my god, that's going, to drive, that's going to drive me nuts. I'll get it for the next episode. Don't worry, guys. I'll figure it out. Yeah, wait, wait, cliffhanger. I watched a whole show about this animal. Like me and my daughter, like watched this whole thing, and I just couldn't stop watching the whole time. I was like, I can't believe I didn't know Pikachu was based on this animal. It was mind blowing, absolutely gorgeous thing. So yeah, anyway, we can move on. That's uh, (laughs) glad you're spending some valuable time learning about Pikachu's origin story. (laughs) Family, family moments. That's for sure. That's awesome. Uh, well yeah, done. I didn't. I didn't pick up that set though. I need to. Uh, I'm glad you got a code because uh, at least one of us did. But yeah, I wonder you if I can buy a code cheap. Huh? You want to buy it? Yeah. Hundred dollars. I'll give you one mink mink chip. <laughs> no hard pass. Hard pass. I'm good on that. Did you I do the? The ten dollar coupon watch party. What is that? 
on Pokemon Day, if you watched Pokemon for 15 minutes, you got a $10 coupon for Pokemon Center. I totally watched it for 15 minutes, but I don't remember getting uh, an email. It popped up on the screen while you're watching it. How did it do like a, that? It had a timer. When you start watching it, it, like a timer came up, and when it hit 15, the code popped up, and I just screenshot the code, basically. Totally whiffed on that one. I think I was on my phone, though, driving, so... No, well, such as life, live and learn. With the try. What yeah, else you got no, this it's... week? What else is going on in the world of slabbed? Cracking a whole bunch. Like I just cracked that gloom. Probably cracked the rest of these that way. Um, cracking slabs, sending them to CDC, PSA, regrading. Just sent some video games to CDC video games this week. 25 cards to PSA. Busy. Busy. I'm actually I'm doing my first ever like full blown auction that's ending Sunday on my eBay. Um, not even yeah. gonna link it because I don't care to, but it's it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, it took me probably two and a half three hours of work, but it's like forty cards that are all gonna end one minute apart, and it's pretty cool. Never done a scheduled auction, and no way. That'll be cool. I'll be curious to see how that goes because I didn't want because they're all cheaper cards. They're all like sub probably sixty dollars. I didn't want to pay an arm and a leg to get them pushed through a, a consignment house. So figured I'd just bite the bullet, take some time. and. I, I listed a couple on Sunday too. The set, we, we must be on the same wavelength. I listed a couple of like $50, 30 to $50 type ones that I, that I yeah. Yeah, just want to clear out. I didn't really see a good spot for them to go anywhere. So yeah, same thing. That's That's cool. That's exciting. Are you gonna show any of those at Sunday night PWCC at stream time or yeah, they'll all be done. They I think they're gonna end around four PM, so it'll be yeah, I'll take uh, a look. Okay. Yeah, I could I'll probably bring them up, pull them up and um see where see where they landed. That'll be pretty interesting to look at. Mr. Mr. Shilling, shilling opportunity there. Yeah, I just got a couple of Pikachu's blast in there, but I'll, I'll be listening in on your PWCC stream. I actually have my one-of-one one, uh, masterpiece, Joe Exotic, ending on Sunday night at PWCC. What's so, she at right now? There's like four bids. It's like it's like nothing. I don't even know if it's in double digits, honestly. It's very, it's very low. But uh, I'm intrigued because there was a lot of bids when I bought it there was, there was quite a few so i don't know if it's gonna fall short or go over or what but I, i'd like to get a hundred bucks out of it honestly i don't i don't know what it's worth really i don't know what someone would be willing to pay for it but being a one of one and signed by him while he was in jail like i just think that's like such a cool thing. providence like, is huge it's so cool but that's cool right this is fucking crazy. Probably dropped guy. the soap while you're signing it. It's a hot yeah. mess. Yeah, that's probably why it's a little bit shaky. But yeah, I mean, oh god, hundred hundred bucks for a. I think that's a good deal for for a for a signed Joe Exotic one of one masterpiece, the only one ever made and signed. Like, I think it's cool. So yeah, we'll see. Um, not shilling. Please don't go look that up. Like it's a ridiculous purchase. None of you should 
buy that. Uh, but it is it's fun. It's just a bit of fun. It's... Hell yeah. And you should have waited for season two to drop, right? They they don't have a season two, do they? Yeah. Tiger King? I don't, I don't think so. I never I watched know. season one, but I feel like season two didn't come out yet because it would have been all You didn't watch it? Oh, my God. I dropped it. Uh, when it dropped in um, COVID times, it was like right when COVID was like crazy pants. We watched it, and uh, yeah, it was – you couldn't stop watching it. It was car crash TV. They call it that's the phrase, right? Yeah. Car, like train crash TV, car crash TV, whatever it is. Like yeah, it was like that. Can't not watch the next one. Yeah, I remember this one moment. He had um a Walmart trailer pull up at the zoo and it was old like rotten meat that they couldn't sell. And they just literally threw it, not in boxes or anything, just threw a pile of meat and packets and stuff into this big trailer. And they just backed it up to the zoo and like dumped it out. And all the staff were like, I'm taking this, I'm taking this. all the staff were taking all this meat. And, um, and they were like, whatever's left, we'll give to the animals. I just remember thinking like, <laughs> like some people are crazy, like actually yeah. crazy. And, um, and then I, I remember I, I made a joke about it on my Facebook saying, like, there's like a screenshot of it. And I was like, me at Walmart when I found out COVID was taking over the world. I was just like grabbing all this meat and like throwing it in my, in my freezer, like anything that they had, like baloney and like random shit. It was like the same thing. It was funny. <laughs> yeah. I digress. Oh, We're yeah, really man. going on some tangents tonight. Oh, yeah, you are. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, did you happen to watch uh, Alpha Investments video on the Pokemon that he did a few days ago, a couple days ago? I did. I don't, I don't really feel like there was that much meat to it, though. I don't, I don't really feel like there was that, that much in there that like I could grasp onto. I actually listened to it um, oh, yeah. this morning while I yeah. was working, but did you grab anything from it, really? No, it's just it was more just him, and it's crazy. Like, I'm afraid what he's doing talking because most of his community was magic the gathering people of course it's developed uh over time there's a lot of pokemon people in there to watch them and whatever one piece metazoo because he does all this different content now but yeah um i'm afraid of like the gary v effect almost from him the size of his channel because he does talk like in the video he's like clearly saying that um pokemon is a pretty safe bet uh seems to be pretty good like it's done nothing but good things i got really good hopes of how it's going to perform and some of these people that follow this this gentleman's channel of course probably got some deep pockets and probably are helping attribute to the booster box famine um that's occurring yeah. uh just buying like you see rudy doing it he's printing money and He's talking about chilling rain. I bought it for $75 a box. Now it's sitting at $140. Re repetitively talking about chilling rain. So it just scares me. I don't want another Gary V effect where he brings in all this money and these people are buying up all these Pokemon cards because Gary V is mm -hmm. telling them Charizard will never, never pull a hamstring. He's the best rookie card to happen since whatever. Um, and then they a lot of them pull out, and I hope it doesn't happen the same way Alpha does with Pokemon because I could see Alpha dropping a video 
saying, hey, I'm out. Like when Pokemon starts going, if it ever does, he would, uh, he's got, he would make that video. Like he's like, hey, yeah, I'm cutting the ties. And then everybody else just, just I mean, dump. So it has been doing it with magic. It's took, it's took so much shit about magic the past few months. Like, not, no yeah. grit. There's no grit there. There's, he has no, no stain power, no, uh, no grit. Yeah, it was it was interesting. Like you were saying, he was specifically calling out like chilling rain booster boxes, and he was referring to cases and like prices and movements and stuff. And it was like, mm, yeah, it's kind of weird. Not not everybody's you, Rudy. Like it's like how many of us are Rudy? Like realistically, like you can't give us the advice of like what you would do. It doesn't relate. Like we're not doing that same stuff. We're not spending half a million dollars on Chilling Rain. Like it just—it's not the same thing. Like even if Chilling Rain goes up twenty percent, I mean, that's twenty bucks. Like it's—it's it's like it's not—you're <laughs> not getting rich. Like it, for him, twenty percent on that's like a decent chunk of money. It's enough to buy a nice car. Like yeah, on that yeah. one product. But I—I don't, I don't know. You just got to take. Some of what he says is just entertainment. There really wasn't much meat in there that like really meant anything. It, like you say, it was more of being the little hype dog, like Gary Vee type stuff. And I don't know, it's just like interesting to listen to, honestly. I think that's the most part of it. Um, yeah. He's not investing time into pokemon he doesn't know pokemon he doesn't understand it fully i don't think he's like really into the ins and outs like he wouldn't know which is the best card to grade from crown xena no lost no. origin like he yeah. wouldn't he wouldn't know like that stuff like he's just buying a lot of something that he knows has consistently done well and moved in price he's bought it at a good price and he sells it at a better price um, i mean it's like is he the right person to take investment advice on? I mean, if you're doing that, yeah, but like probably not for the 99% of us. He's, he's in the 1% club, right? Yeah, a lot of people have uh, pumped booster boxes and rec- like that's that's like the go-to for investment channels is boosting. Say, hey, mm-hmm. buy this booster box. It's going to go up. Yeah. It's a honestly, it's it's probably a pretty safe bet based on the history of Pokemon booster boxes at this point. Like it's it's almost getting old hearing about some of the stuff on some of these channels, but I, I respect the the grind people making the videos and stuff. So do whatever you got to do, but it's but yeah, it's 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 almost a broken record. The things Pokemon's doing with Pokemon's doing, it's crazy stuff. So um you love to see it man it's uh i'm happy i'm i'm here for the ride yeah um the good thing is that we have a brand new generation coming out right we have some pretty special changes that happen in yellow borders are gone we've got um like say the double reverse um, slot the the hollow slot at the end possibly an energy after that that kind of stuff like it seems like we have a good understanding that there's going to be stuff in there that's going to be fun. There's going to be amazing artworks. We've already seen some glimpses of some stuff. 
it's exciting. There's even new po- literally new Pokemon that are going to be on cards. Um, a lot of new stuff going on. So we're at a thousand and one, I think. I forget the exact number. I think it's a thousand and one, right? Pokemon now. I don't know. Let's call it go over a thousand. So yeah. Yeah, I think we just hit a thousand one, something like that. So, I mean, that's cool. That gives you a lot of options to play around with stuff over this next generation. There's literally a thousand choices to go at. Uh, people never get bored of Pikachu. People never get bored of Charizard. Clearly, like special delivery Charizard is still like crazy. Charizard UPC is still crazy. Like the, you know, in slabs, it's still selling really well. So, yeah, I mean, I, I just think there is a lot of good coming, even if Sword and Shield tanks or whatever really does this. This happens. That happens. I, I still just think there's a lot of exciting stuff in the future still coming regardless of whatever happened uh, and if people decide to get out long term i mean we're in it like people talk about oh pokemon for the long term are they gonna last i mean they all last in the, the with almost 30 yeah. years in like we're in longer than most people listening to this podcast probably like pokemon is old it's it's pretty it's pretty up there so yeah, man, it's uh, it's gonna be a journey. That's for sure. We're in it for the long haul. It's fun. Ready to wrap yep. this boy up. Yeah. Do you have anything else you want to touch on? I think we went over Go, a lot. Drop of those spicy stuff. comments. Drop those spicy comments. Yes. Enter in to win this. Everybody, do it. That's Please all I do that, for you guys. All right. Well, thank you, everyone. Again, appreciate the support. Thanks for everyone that has been watching, sharing. Liking, subscribing, we see these numbers. We see you guys interacting with us and the feedback you're giving us. It's really fun. It's exciting. We're enjoying it. We're glad that you guys oh, yeah. are enjoying it. We're doing it for you. So um, thank you. A little bit for me. <laughs> Have a good night, man. Good talk. See ya. Bye. Take care. Peace.